Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And you know what? Did you ever wonder, what is carrier aggregation? How does carrier aggregation matter in the world of LTE? And how does it get us to 5G? After all, does it really matter? I mean, do we really care about a carrier aggregation? Well, you should. And here's why. Because it is going to take us to 5G. It's going to, it already is out there. It's a real thing. It's being used by all the carriers. So I thought I would just go in and explain it a little bit because you do hear people talk about it. But first, I want to thank my sponsors, Tower Tracker Pro, TowerTrackerPro.com. For all your closeout package needs, when you want to step through your closeout package, when you actually want to Get to the site, do everything step-by-step, capture all the pictures you need to, get it done right the first visit. I also want to thank Tower Safety and Instruction, towersafety.com, towersafety.com. They also have telltechcollege.com. They, Tower Safety and Instruction, are an accredited school in Arizona that teach training safety. A lot of the things you need around tower safety and how to climb, and also they set up all the training so you don't have to. And they also have a school where you can come out to them where they can come to you and teach you the safety that you need for your tower work and also for the tower work that needs to be done. And they have a lot of online classes as well, say for uh, first aid, for uh, CPR, and things like that. A lot of the Red Cross training that's required, plus a lot of other training too, including drone training. All right, let's get into it. What is carrier aggregation? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because we are going to go through it here so we understand it a little better. Now, I have a lot of links in the uh, blog at Wade4Wireless, W-A-D-E, the number 4Wireless.com, where you can actually go in there and look at it. And uh, one of them is from 3GPP.org that has 101. It's basically a carrier aggregation class. So go there if you want to learn more. But basically, at a high level, whether you use TDD or FDD, the whole idea of aggregation is to get multiple carriers, multiple channels to come together and work as one. If you're an IT guy and you do IT work, you probably know aggregation on the backhaul because that's one of the things that they used to get multiple. In the old days, they used it to get multiple T1s to work together, like on a DS3. Uh, Back then, you would look at a MUX or something like that to bring everything together. Well, in the wireless world, they learned to do the same thing. So you can get multiple carriers to uh, work together as one big pipe. First, what's the goal? The goal is to take your average 10 megabit per, or I'm sorry, your average 10 megahertz channel and get more throughput through it by adding another 10 megahertz channel or a 5 megahertz channel or even adding Wi-Fi to it. And you're wondering, how does Wi-Fi play into this? Well, here's what we have. We have licensed assist access, LAA. We also have LWA, which is LTE Wi-Fi aggregation. That's where they all work together to get more throughput on one channel. Now, the caveat is you have to have it on the device as well because the device has to be able to hear both whatever you're listening to, like all the channels that you're listening to at the same time. And they can do that now. They have multiple antennas. They have Wi-Fi. I mean, let's face it. Every smartphone has Wi-Fi in it. And they generally have so many bands in them now and they can listen to them simultaneously. 
So how cool is that? So if you're looking at one carrier, most carriers have multiple channels like in within their bands or whatever. Sprint's an easy one because they have 2.5 gigahertz. They have a lot of spectrum, but each one of those carriers could be 10 megahertz or 20 megahertz. Now what they could do is just have one great big pipe that flows through but it's just not efficient. And quite frankly, a lot of the OEM's equipment can't do that. You don't want to open up your receiver too wide because you're prone to interference on the uh, device side. So it's a two-way street. So what do they do? They have smaller carriers, but with aggregation, they can get two or three carriers all to work together as well as get Wi-Fi to work with it. And suddenly now you can take a 10 megahertz carrier plus another 10 megahertz carrier plus a 5 megahertz carrier and you got 25 megahertz all working together in different carriers as one big pipe. So suddenly instead of like a 15 megabit per second pipe you got 100 megabit per second. How cool is that? I mean that's amazing. So another great example that I have in there is like AT&T. They were able to use multiple bands through carrier aggregation to jump from 10.69 megabits per second to 15.18 megabits per second by just using two channels. Sprint can aggregate three carriers in 2.5 gigahertz to get more throughput than almost anyone on a standard LTE carrier. And there is an example of both FDD and TDD bands that you can get all to work together. Now the goal is to get one gigabit per second of throughput, which they are doing now, believe it or not. And Obviously, you can read that. RCR talks about that all the time. But how's this done? Again, carrier aggregation. What they do, they put all the bands together to work as one through aggregation. So I have links below that can help you understand. Now, it's not just aggregation alone. You got to understand you need MIMO in this. MIMO, massive in, massive out. That's a caveat that you need with this because you have to have multiple receive, multiple transmit to get the uh, throughput up. That's how you get to 150 megabits per second using these, uh, let's say, antenna features and multiple radio head features. The radio head can receive on more than one channel and receive and transmit on more than one channel. That's how you get up more carriers. And then if you can get four carrier aggregation, that's four carriers at 10 megahertz, you using 2x2 MIMO, in theory, you should get 600 megabits per second of throughput. Awesome. 600 megabits per second. That's pretty amazing. So that's the goal, to get as much as you possibly can. So you got to really look at everything, too. The other thing is the modulation. With LTE now, you're going to use QAM, quadrature, quadrature, <laughs> quadrature Amplitude Modulation, QAM, QAM. You can have 64 or you can have 256, obviously 256 is higher. You get a lot more throughput with that. So when you're looking at this, you got to look at all the factors. You got to look at MIMO and you got to look at your, your uh, modulation that you're using for the LTE carrier. And you also look at how many carriers you're putting together. So how's it done? The carrier aggregation is done when the data controlled by the core. It's controlled by the core, but it's sent to the BBU and it has a header attached. The BBU is what actually does the aggregation. Let me be clear about that. While the data is controlled at the core, the header is attached at the BBU and it puts everything together. So you got to remember that the transmitting device must send all the information at the same time with the header. So you got to remember, it's going to be going out multiple places. There's going to be a header put on it. It could be going out Wi-Fi. It could be going out through the BBU and the license carrier. But it all has to go out at the same place. And the device has to hear them all, put the header together, and recreate the data all at the same time. The device will put the blocks all back together. 
So it looked like a huge pipe. Now, again, there's a lot of caveats to this, like it all has to go out at the same time. So coordination of the transmit ha is, is critical. The device has to receive everything at the same time. So that's why Wi-Fi is such an issue. Generally, when you look at the systems, Wi-Fi has a separate, you know, a separate controller, separate server, goes out a separate pipe, uh, just like LTE U will be. I mean, there, there's a lot of issues. The other thing with Wi-Fi, LTE and Wi-Fi don't necessarily play well together. It's a lot of work to get Wi-Fi incorporated into LTE. They've come a long way to do that, but it's been done. So to simplify, we can take the channels like a 20 megahertz channel, a 15 megahertz channel, and a 5 megahertz channel over the air, and then we can add carrier aggregation so we can talk to the device through all these carriers simultaneously. Obviously, we expect the device to have 2x2 two two MIMO, at least to receive, and the transmit say the macro site again has to have MIMO that's how we get the throughput up there that's how we transmit in two at the, uh, two bands at the same time everything's going to receive at the same time we put the header on so 20 plus 15 plus 5 is what a 40 megahertz pipe right this equates to a downlink of 300 megabits per second using 64 qualm using 2x2 two two MIMO again 2x2 two two MIMO Massive in, I'm sorry, multiple in, multiple out. The antennas all working together. You have the header on there, and what do you have? You have kick-ass throughput. That's what you have. That's how you get more uh, throughput into these devices. You have to use all the technology you have. The carriers and the OEMs had to get creative in what they could get there. So this is our stepping stone to 5G for the massive broadband, the massive data throughput requirement. We have to have this ready, and this is how we're going to do it. So while... All the carriers could do this, right? They all have the, uh, the ability. You have to have Spectrum as well. Obviously, AT&T and Verizon are already doing it. Sprint and T-Mobile, they're already doing it. But the thing with Sprint, with the 2.5 gigahertz, is really, I think, one of the ideal Spectrums for 5G. They just have to get out of their own way. Now, T-Mobile has 600 megahertz, which should be good. I don't know, man. 600 megahertz travels pretty far. They might cause problems to themselves. It's going to take a lot of engineering, I think. But uh, I do see T-Mobile making this happen because they're very determined to be number one in throughput. It's pretty awesome. You know, you have the new breakthroughs in wireless. Aggregation has been around for a while, but it's getting better and better. Now, if you're wondering why, why we need this... It's a stepping stone to 5G. It's a stepping stone to the massive data throughput that we want. And we're going to use it in more than just one spectrum. Now that we're going to have more and more spectrum in the millimeter wave and the centimeter wave, it's going to really increase throughput exponentially because now they're going to have bigger channels. They're going to have more to deal with. Instead of more to deal with, I would say more to work with. That's what I'm trying to say. So there you have it. This is our leap to 5G. Think of all the technologies coming together and working together as one. You can look at it two ways. If you're into music, look at it as an orchestra or a band all playing together and each instrument adding to the beauty of the final product. Or if you're a mechanical guy, look at the engine. You know, if you have a car, if you just have a transmission, you're not going to go far. If you just have a body with wheels, you're going to go downhill and that's about it. So as you put the gas combustionable engine together, or if you're into electric, if you put the electric motor there, you have the body, the wheels, and you have the engine working together and a transmission where you can actually, you know, jump up in gears and down so you can increase in speed and run more efficiently. Everything works together. That's the whole idea of wireless as well. The whole, the, 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 the idea that we're going to get to the massive broadband isn't going to be done with just one technology. It's going to be done with carrier aggregation. It's going to be done with not only MIMO, but massive MIMO. 
massive mimos like mimo and steroids i have another link for that all these links are in the blog by the way wadeforwireless.com and the other thing to think about you're also going to have better data rates with lte lte is being improved all the time that's what i was saying about the qualm quadrature amplitude modulation you have 64 and 256 the receive signal matters the density matters the ue device is going to matter you have to have a device that can process this type of speed and i've seen this with these speed tests Qualcomm is working very hard to make sure that the chip in their device works, but then you have to have somebody put the chip in their device, whether it's uh, Nokia is making a device or whether it's uh, Huawei or the big ones, Apple and um, Samsung. Obviously, they make awesome devices that almost everybody has. They're the big ones out there. Microsoft, not so much. They gave, that, they gave up on the device side. Device side takes a lot of patience. It's a tough business model, and you probably really don't care. When you look at what your smartphone can do, think about it. You put all these technologies together. If you can get a gigabit per second to your smartphone, you could use your smartphone as a hotspot in your home. So in your home, you could really just lay down your smartphone and connect all your laptops to it. I mean, you're doing it now. It's entirely possible. Depends on your device, how many connections you can have, and so on. I mean, Samsung Samsung's already done that. You can connect multiple devices to one phone, one smartphone. It's pretty awesome. And how do they do this? It goes all the way back to all the technologies I just talked about. Carrier aggregation, massive MIMO, the uh, QAM that they're using for the uh, transmitters, the modulation rates. Everything works together. LTE really is a foundation for this. That's why they get everything working together. And that's why I was a fan of LTEU, and I'm still a fan of the CBRS if it ever happens. The FCC found a new way to drag that out. Think about it. Carrier aggregation, massive bandwidth. Hey, I have the 5G tech handbook. I have the LTE deployment handbook. I have the smart city tech handbook. I have a lot of handbooks out there for tech. Do you get the picture? I also have tower climbing. I have the scope of work tutorial I have a lot of things out there for you guys to get. So go ahead, go crazy. Get on wadeforwireless.com and take a look at what I have there. I'll, I guess I should create a products page, shouldn't I? But you know, you can do a search on the uh, LTE deployment handbook. You can do a search on the 5G tech handbook. I even have a learning 5G in the real world handbook that's out there. All right, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya. Mm-hmm.